You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> we have Krista back, and we're so happy. I miss you yes, so much. I know. I miss you, too. I didn't see you for two and a half weeks. Yeah. It was a long time. I know. It brought me back to our, how our friendship used to be. Trigger, 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 trigger. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. The, we're no, fine, though. We did miss you. I'm sure Thank the you. listeners missed you. Yes. It was fun having Jen on the podcast. It was. She did so good. She did. She did so good. I was listening. I was like, you go, girl. <laughs> I know, right? It was so, like, awesome to hear her say all those things in yeah. her own way. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so we have Krista back. We are excited. Today we are going to be talking about um, redefining humanity. So basically what our podcast is about yeah. and why we chose this topic as, like, a whole theme for our podcast. Mm-hmm. We should have probably... This probably should have been the first actual <laughs> right, episode. You, know yeah. you guys got to know us at first, and then now we're here. It's fine. There exactly. we go. Exactly. <laughs> because a lot of people think that, or what we're programmed to think in my you know, experience in life was, well, we have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. There was a good, and then there was a bad, mm-hmm. and there was no in-between, and then also like... If you were to make a mistake, if you were to make all these messes, like, it really did define you or there was no um, coming back from it. And also, there was going to be records of wrongs, like, keeping Mm. that, like, oh, you did this and that and that rather than, like, oh, this is who you are. This is the good of you and being connected to your humanity, feeling all those emotions um and what was the wound or the act that um drove that decision and how it's just human to like feel what you feel and um, I feel like there's just a lot of um pressure these days especially on this generation and um everything is very very high stakes to be a certain person or to have a certain career or to have like a certain um like idea about your life which isn't realistic it actually just makes things like impossible yeah there's I mean there's so many expectations that are put on individuals whether that be expectations from themselves from their family members from society like and so you feel like you have to be and do and think certain ways because you've been conditioned to do all of those things for your whole life without you even really knowing um like specifically for me I feel like the time that I kind of challenged those was whenever I read that damn book Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that that book is really what got me into reading but I read that book um and I just remember it saying like, have you ever sat down and thought about like, is this truly what you believe or is it just what people have told you to believe or, um, you know, it's just something that you've been around for your whole life. But when you step back for a second and think about it, like, is this genuinely something that you think and feel like to be true? Um, and this can be in any aspect of your life. And that's whenever I started breaking down, like, you know what, I don't even necessarily think that I believe that or think that I just thought that that's what I was supposed to do mm-hmm. you know what I mean like or that was the culture and to do it that way or that's what I was supposed to think because that's what everybody around me was thinking or that's what I was taught yeah I feel like we have like these standards and rules I guess of society and how you're supposed to be but I feel like there's so many different kinds of people and individuals that, like, those rules can't fit everybody. You know what I mean? Like, and so, I don't know. In my head, I feel like being human is just being true to who you are and being authentic in that and not feeling like you have to have 
hide parts of yourself in order to, you know, fit in or be seen as, you know, good or bad or whatever. You know, I feel like it just means being authentically yourself, but also knowing who you are authentically, you know, and then it's being that, but then also accepting other people in that form as well. Exactly. And what you just said about like how everyone's different, like everyone has a unique um, journey and a new unique plan for their life. And it brought me back to what my counselor used to tell me is like, and it was my favorite thing she used to tell me. She would always sit down with me and be like, Alexis, like, just be honest with your heart. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a space where you don't have to tell me what you think everybody wants you to hear because it's the standard. This is actually a place for your heart to just say what it actually really just wants to say. Yeah. And what's true to her. And I was like, wow, that was a challenge for me because, yes, like, I'm all about honesty. I want to be honest. I want to be a good communicator. But at the same time, like, to be truly honest with myself like, and actually challenge myself, even in the parts where, like, I know I believe this, and I know I want to say this, but I feel like I can't because society taught us, or the world taught us, no, that's not right, mm-hmm. because that's not black, and that or that's not white, mm-hmm. it's very gray, yeah, and so, and so, most of the things that are in my heart, and that I believe, not a lot of people would understand, because it's very gray, mm-hmm. it's only unique to me, so, She would always say, you know what, Alexis, what's right for you may not be what's right for that other person. Mm -hmm. And what's right for that other person is not right for you. Right. It's actually wrong for you because it's not uniquely to your personality or to your life and what God has set for you, but it is right for them. Exactly. And so, and even like you and me, Krista, like your life... (laughs) The way you do things, the way you react, or the just, like, the relationships that you're a part of, like, it wouldn't be right for me. Mm -hmm. Not that it's wrong for you. I think everything that you're doing in your life is completely right. I think you're you're doing amazing. (laughs) It's exactly what it's supposed to be for Krista. Exactly. But I wouldn't want that because it's not me. Exactly. And, but each, that's what I'm saying is I feel like it's just such a... It's such a bizarre idea that it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around, but I feel like we're, like, getting there, you know, in the sense of, like, okay, even though it's not something that I think or agree with, it could be perfectly, like, right for that person and exactly what they need at that time or in their life in general, And I mean, I guess now that I'm thinking about like the basis of it is just having grace and compassion for other people and not judging. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it even says that not to judge, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So, and that's probably why, because it's like, okay, yeah, it might not be for you, but it is for this person and it is for that person. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just, it's a hard, gray areas are hard to navigate and maneuver and understand because they're all so different. Well, exactly. And I remember... I remember I was, and I understand that way of thinking because I was that right for so long. Like just in the family that I grew up in, mm-hmm. it was very traditional. It was very, um, let's just say it was traditional. And so it was black and white. It was, this is good. This is bad. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. Yeah. And, um, And I thought that way for a long time. You know, when we first met, I was a black and white. I was Mm -hmm. very uh, cookie-cutter Christian. Um, And it was this either this way or that way. It's no Mm in-between. And um, there was no grace or compassion in the midst of that. And you go into the Bible where, oh, my, if you actually, like, truly read just read the Bible. <laughs> it is the biggest soap opera you probably have ever seen. It is like a horror thriller. Like it has so many like messed up things in there. Mm-hmm. It is not black and white. No. Now, is Jesus consistent? Is Jesus like in his loving kindness? Yes. But it is not black and white. And he treats every person different because of uniquely to them but he's still the same as it's very complex but that's not how 
Jesus is or that's not how humanity really was when Jesus came on and put on human skin Mm -hmm. to be human and chose to be human. He didn't do things black and white. He came down as poor. And if you really, you know, do your research, Nazareth, he was born, you know, like he grew up in Nazareth, not born in Nazareth. We all know he was born in Bethlehem, (laughs) but he grew up in Nazareth. And that was like, what can we compare that to? That is. Be careful. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I'm trying to be careful. That is not the richest or even comfortable society. It was very, very, very poor. Right. And not the best, like, living situations back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he he wasn't born a king or born in this great, like, he chose to come down and be low and to meet us where we're at and, and everything and living and emotions and friendships. Like, he was betrayed by his best friend, his mm-hmm. disciples, his brother, you know? So, and he didn't look at things black and white. It was always, and he always felt things with emotions, like, he actually cried. He actually had anxiety to where he was bleeding. Mm-hmm. Like he was or sweating out blood because he had so much anxiety. Yeah. Even like before he was about to be put on the cross, you know, he felt all those human emotions and he, it, and it wasn't ever black and white. He never looked at somebody, even the, like, the woman who at the well who had already been married to seven husbands because she just wanted a man Mm -hmm. or in them was sleeping around like he just looked at her with love and compassion because there wasn't it wasn't the fact that she was married to seven men and was sleeping around even with even when she was married to one person Mm -hmm. like it was because there was a wound that was driving those actions. Yes. There was something, a piece of her that wasn't healed that, and he didn't come to her saying that you need to be fixed. He didn't come to her saying she was broken. Mm -hmm. He actually didn't say any of those things. Yeah. He just said he loved her, that he's here. Exactly. That I'm here now. He just spoke with love. He didn't need to tell her that she was broken because she wasn't. I honestly, truly don't think that Jesus looks at us and says, you're broken. Yeah, because you're not. Exactly. Or that he looks at us and says, oh, you need to be fixed. He he doesn't do that. No. I feel like he, I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel like he just like knows that there's also sin and other things that are, you know, pulling on people. And he just looks at you and he's like, man. I'm so like, he, like that compassion. Like, I'm just so sorry that this is happening to you, but I love you and I'm here for you. And you can come to me if you need, you know what I mean? Like just very much just being there for people, you know what I mean? Cause he understands that it's not just because you're choosing to be just this terrible person, but like you said, because there are wounds because of other things that have happened in your life, which mm-hmm. unfortunately have happened because of sin and all of these other things that are Exactly. (laughs) And he sees that. He doesn't see the action. He sees the wound that's driving it. Mm -hmm. And that's what needs love. That's what needs compassion. It doesn't need to be a black or white thing. It's just a wound. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a pain. It's pain. Yeah. And he just looks at it with like, I'm going to be here. We're going to heal it. And that healing looks different to everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, Krista, your healing looks different than my healing. Yep. But it's still all healing. It's still healing. Mm-hmm. It's still called healing. Yeah. And then, and that's why when I say that's a worldly thing or that's a worldly view is because most of the things that we grew up on, most of the things that were programmed in our, in our minds to say, because what's in our minds, we actually do say and speak it out. Um, it actually is something that was taught to you that was worldly. It's actually just not God, mm-hmm. if I'm being quite blunt. Right. You know, when we say, like, and that could go with anything, stuff about friendships or relationships or career or what are you going to do in the next five years? Mm-hmm. Or what's your five-year plan or what's your 10-year plan? Shit, I might be dead. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> 
listen, last year I thought I was going to kill myself. I'm just glad I'm here today, you know? You're like, listen, I know that today I will be eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to do the best I can to be nice to people, to be nice to myself. And then I'm going to hope I wake up in the next day, like to the next day. Right. I mean, that's what it consists of. Exactly. And even in the Bible, it says tomorrow isn't promised. Mm -hmm. And And I'm not saying, please don't get me wrong, like, that is so good that you have goals and intentions for yourself. Cause we even did a podcast episode exactly. about that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like it's good to like, okay, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, but not being so high stakes and putting so much pressure on yourself to be like, Oh my God, what if I fail? I'm a failure. If I don't get there in a yeah. year from now, I'm a failure. If I don't get there five years from now, or I'm a failure if I never get married. Yeah. But even that, like, Yes, I'm a failure, but also, like, you can't, like, yes, you can have goals, but a lot of people, they only think about the future. They never are there in the present. And I think that's really what I feel like the Bible is trying to say is, like, be in the present. Because so many people, they look towards the future. They can't wait for this to happen, you know, because I really think that people think that, oh, when this happens, then I'll be happy in life. When I get this job, then I'll be happy. When I have a family, I'll be happy. When someone asks me to marry me, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? And so they never actually just sit where they are and enjoy where they're at in their cycle of life. Um, And then I feel like, like you said, it's high stakes. So a lot of people, when they get to that point where they thought that they were finally going to be happy and they're not, then that's where like their world just kind of starts crashing down Mm -hmm. because they just have future tripped, which Mm is, I love that word. Well, and because they didn't, and most of the time when that happens, it's because, oh, when I get this, I'll be happy because once I get this, that wound won't be there. Whatever wound that may be, they think like once I have this this is what's going to heal my wound. But that's not, to be honest, that's not actually reality. Mm -hmm. No job, no significant other, Mm -hmm. no friendship, no amount of money will ever actually heal that wound unless you get down to yourself or honest. And like, This is how I did it. I had to be honest with myself and I had to let Jesus come in Mm -hmm. because that's the only way I know how to live this life is if I have Jesus. That's just me. And I know some people, they have their own belief systems and we're not trying to change your mind. We respect you. We value Mm -hmm. it. That's just what's worked for me. And so it's going to, all of us has wounds like Pain is a human experience. Um, joy is a human experience. Um, you know, just failure is a human experience mm-hmm. and feeling every type of emotion and living life and, you know, friendships, broken friendships, relationships, broken relationships, marriage, divorce. That's all a part of a human experience, to be honest. That's just yeah. the day. That's just the world that we live in now. And that doesn't say, like, oh, that's wrong, that's right. Like, why are we putting ourselves in a judgment seat to where we get to say or we're giving us our authority of, like, oh, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, we are never, like, wisdom is not putting yourself in the judgment seat. Right. And... It's not saying that we have the authority or we have the judgment to say something that's wrong or right for others, Mm -hmm. you know? But I get it. You care so much or there's this insecurity in you that makes you feel powerful to do so when you judge someone or do that with something that's very human. That's a very human um, feeling. Because that's a part of life too, getting angry and jealous or insecure because we compare ourselves to so many things, especially nowadays with social media um, and just with everything that's going on. But it brings me back to The Shack, that Mm -hmm. movie. It's on Netflix. If y'all haven't seen it, it's, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Um, But it brings me back to where wisdom like the girl who represents wisdom she was like to the man in the movie 
she said, like, well, how about you put yourself in the judgment seat? Like, she let this human man put himself in the judgment seat and make him choose between him and his children who were doing something wrong, like lying, sneaking out, doing all this stuff. And um, he was like, he was like, so choose which one's going to go to hell then if they're wrong. Mm-hmm. If they're wrong in lying, then they go to hell, right? Or if they're wrong in this, then, okay, so choose then. If you think that's what's wrong and that's what makes a person go to hell, then put yourself in the judgment seat. Yeah. But he couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. He was like, because that's not bad. It's human. It's human. It's human to lie. Mm-hmm. It's human to mess up. It's human to make mistakes. It's a part of life. Yeah. And, like, because this was a fallen world, and because even Adam, and I'm saying Eve and Adam, mm-hmm. it wasn't just Eve who ate the apple, it was Adam too. Adam stood beside her that whole time. Yeah. And so, and that's like my favorite story in the Bible was when the the Garden of Eden and the fall, when the fall happened. Because it, it, it truly teaches you so much that like it brought in everything. Not because God was punishing. Mm-hmm. No. It's because we gave the authority to the devil right then and there. Because there was free will and, and like choice. Mm-hmm. So, I'm ranting now, but, like, I'm just saying, like, it was, this is all part of the human life, and even in that movie, it says, and I used to be this way, too, because every time pain came up, I was like, God, you were supposed to not let me be in pain. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to never be hurt. You're supposed to be my father, so why did you hurt me? Why did you put me in a family that hurt me? But then, we're asking for a promise of a pain free life and there isn't one yeah because we're in a fallen world where people make their own choices where people make really messy and hurtful decisions that hurt others because they're hurt yeah exactly that right there whenever you said that like what you used to think about that just brought on a question and so we're talking about like redefining humanity of course but since we're redefining it um i'm interested do you have an explanation on what you believed humanity was supposed to be like before you redefined it? Yes. Okay. I I thought that I <laughs> I was five years old when I thought this because I remember exactly where I was, what house I, I was living in. And I remember someone asked me, and it was an adult, Alexis, why do you think we're on this earth? Um... God put us on this earth to be happy and have fun. <laughs> that oh. was literally my answer. I literally thought my belief was God put us on this earth so that we can be happy, have fun, and just enjoy it. Yeah. And then, so when pain came up, that's not God. Mm-hmm. That's evil. Pain is evil, mm-hmm. right? Or when bad things happen, it was like, oh, that's bad. That's evil evil because we're taught to be like oh this is good this is bad yeah you know that's how we decipher things when we're younger um and so every time like something were to come up like if something in the family or friendships I would just be like oh god hates me then Mm -hmm. because god put me on this earth to be happy I'm not supposed to cry so if I'm crying I'm hurting then God allowed it, and God allowed this person to hurt me, so God hates me. Mm-hmm. That's not human. Yeah. That's not Jesus. Jesus didn't, I thought Jesus came down to die for me, so I would never be in pain again. I thought he took on my wounds on the cross, so why am I feeling my wounds? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. That makes so much sense. <laughs> I know Chris Sorry. is like, wow, yeah, that makes sense when you were in pain. Yeah, I mean, but that was like genuinely the narrative that you believed your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the narrative that you believe, it, you know, kind of dictates what you think, what you what you say, how you act, um, what you think about other people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It really does. And, well, and then people would say when, when you're younger, and I heard this all the time, Jesus loves you. Jesus would not do that to you. Oh, Jesus loves you. He wouldn't do that to you. He wouldn't put you in that situation. But I am in this situation. Yeah. 
Like, so what are you saying? Like, and I'm he not saying, or yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so it, my I partnered that with if I were to get in a bad situation, then Jesus left me, mm-hmm. or Jesus removed His love from me because now, well, if He loves me, I wouldn't be in this situation or I'm bad, so now He's not here. Yeah. And so, obviously, that's not true, but I think what got me to that place was, like, when I did feel pain, when I did allow me to get connected to my humanity, so which means not connected to just perfection, yeah, but connected to the messiness, to the flaws in me, to the red flags. We all have red flags as humans. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting connected to the quote-unquote bad, which is not bad. It's just messy. Like, hey, there's just some things. There was wounds. Let's just say that then. Mm-hmm. It, wounds are not bad. Pain is not bad. But when I finally got connected to all of that, like connected truly to myself, it was like, oh, wow. I feel him. Like, he's here. I feel his love. But why did I always feel like he removed from me? It was because of what I was taught. It was because of what the world taught me. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it does. It makes it does make so much sense. I mean, it really just shows it does show the narrative that you were taught and then you believed like your whole mm-hmm. life. I think that's what's that's what's I mean, <laughs> life is a freaking gray area and I feel like that's mm-hmm. really if you look around, it's just a bunch of hu- human beings who are trying to figure out like either what life means or what, who they are. Like we're all just trying to figure it out. And in the midst of that, you're going through a journey and your journey has many different ups and downs. And unfortunately when you're in your downs or even maybe sometimes in your ups, like you say and do things that will interrupt somebody else's journey because you don't know, like we're just all on our own path trying to figure it out. And so I feel like that's where the compassion and love has to come in because like for me, when I was trying to figure out, I'm sure I hurt people along the way because I didn't know. I wasn't intentionally hurting those people. It's just the fact that I had no clue. I was not self-aware. I did not know how, you know, I carried myself or, you know, the things that I said and, you know, and there's so many different aspects to it because then some people, they don't want to ever, you know, say anything about how that makes them feel. So then you never know. So you just keep doing it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a snowball effect, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, you just don't know. So I feel like there needs to be so much compassion for everybody because they're genuinely just trying to do the best with what they have. Okay, well, going back to that question, what you asked me, what did you think humanity was? <laughs> okay, so... I feel like I, if I go back to when I was a kid, okay, I don't think I ever, like, you have your story of when you were five, this is what you believed, but, like, for me, I don't know, like, my, when I was a kid, my life consisted of, you know, going to school and playing sports, like, I was never, like, in a church really or anything, so I didn't have, you know, people telling me this is why we're here and this is what life is. Well, well, I didn't have that. Um, and I mean, we've talked about it before, but there's been, there was a time in my childhood where like, I remember it was in the summer and I was just like laying in my bed or something. And I was just like, man, what am I? Like, Mm. why am I here? And I remember thinking like, okay, earth didn't exist or I wasn't here like what would I be right now and I remember having a picture in my head of just like floating in darkness and I had no clue what that meant but it freaked me the fuck out mm-hmm. <laughs> right and I don't know if maybe that was just like man I just don't know like what my purpose is right now I don't know anything right like I just didn't know um and so I feel like since I didn't know whenever I did start going to church I would just believe anything that anybody ever told me, like anything that somebody said, oh, okay, that's right. I never actually formulated my own opinions or thoughts on things. I don't know why, maybe because I didn't think that I could. I didn't believe that I could. I just was like, oh, well, these people are older and these people are wiser. Like they know what it is. And so they're telling me and then, so it has to be true. And so basically I got a lot of my ideals of what humanity means from the church. 
mm-hmm. what it means to be human. It means to be on your best behavior and to never do anything bad. And if you do something bad, then there's something wrong with you. You need to fall on your knees and repent. And you need, and if you don't feel conviction, then you're probably not connected good to God. And then if you did, like, it was just all of these things. It was very high stakes. Yes. And Jesus doesn't make anything high stakes. Yes. Like that's not his form of communication. And I just remember like, oh my God, like, if I fuck up, I'm fucked. (laughs) Like that's genuinely what I thought. And so I naturally kind of have like a, I'd say like a guilty conscience or like a, I don't want to do anything that's considered quote unquote bad. And so all these things that were considered bad when I was growing up, like I would try my hardest to stay away, you know, like even if everybody else is doing it, I'm like, oh my God, no, like I'm going to be bad. And then I'm not you know, going to have a relationship with God, then I'm not going to heaven and I'm going to go to hell. And I'm just like, that's genuinely what I thought my whole life. But as I got older and as I started, you know, experiencing different parts of the world, I guess, and different people, um, I just started to think like, that can't be how it's supposed to be. Like, if that's true, every single person on this earth is going to hell, like, genuinely. Yeah. And I was like, because we are human, we're not perfect. And if I mess up, it's okay. Because I know that that's my humanity. If I get angry, if I am sad, yes, those are quote unquote considered bad things. But it's a part of what you have to feel in order to get through life. Like you, you're going to feel those things. Jesus felt sad. Jesus felt angry. Jesus Mm -hmm. felt all those things. But that's the thing. I don't, that's why I'm saying like redefine it. Like Mm -hmm. being angry and sad, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. It's just, you're angry and sad. Yeah. That's valid. Exactly. There's no bad emotions. Like that's not a bad emotion. Mm -hmm. So like quit calling it change your mindset, redefine it. Do you feel like you have permission to redefine things? Like that's maybe something you need to ask yourself because I started asking myself this past summer, Alexis, well, my counselor asked me actually, Mm -hmm. she was like, do you feel like you have permission to redefine things as an adult? And there was like this little girl in me that basically said, oh no, no, I can't redefine things because it was already taught to me. Well, no, you can. So feeling angry, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. Jesus got angry, guys. Like, he looked at the Pharisees, saw what they were doing, saw how they were teaching the Bible. He got pissed, flipped a table, and cursed them. Yeah. Like, he said a bad word that meant as a bad word back in the day. What was it? It was, um, he called them, you brood of vipers. That was a quote-unquote cuss word back in the day when he said that because he got so angry that he cussed and said that like even then Jesus did that so when we say quote unquote when we call things bad Mm -hmm. like is it bad though or were we taught that it was bad exactly and right there I'm I'm just pondering I'm thinking like when we say we were taught that that is bad like I I remember while I was basically trying to figure out what humanity is, I remember thinking like, who are the people who are teaching us this? Like, where is this coming from? Because it's not God. Like it's not because now that I've gone back and everything that I've thought as bad and all that stuff, like I've seen it in the Bible and I'm like, okay, it's, it's a part of what it's, what life is like, what Mm -hmm. it's going to be like. And so in my head, I'm like this bad, this wrong and right, like, where did it come from? Because or it, shoulds and shouldn't. Should, but I'm I'm also thinking like, and I'm not like trying to be conspiracy or anything here. I'm also just thinking like, people are so easily swayed and easily um, easily swayed. I don't know another word for it. But think about like if, when you look around in life in general. Okay, if somebody says that they really like this, like um, I don't know, lip fillers, Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, this is great. This is what beauty is. Everybody's like, oh yeah, she said it is, so it is. You know, like mm-hmm. we just blindly follow whatever people say mm-hmm. that like we look up to, but or um, 
Well, I could probably think of it. I don't know why I live there. That's the only example I can think of. But that's what I mean is that people are so easily influenced. That's the word that I'm I'm looking for is people are so easily influenced by whomever, honestly. Mm -hmm. Anybody could tell them that this is what it is and people will just blindly follow. They won't actually look anything up. Like I see it in the... uh, the industry the fitness industry all the time people are like oh yeah this is the best way to lose weight and then you're like no it isn't because this is what actually happens you know but people will just blindly follow whatever other people say and so in my head I'm like okay where where did we even get this idea of what's good and bad you know and some people will be like oh well it is from God but I'm like okay well think about how many generations that has been passed down from Mm -hmm. like I don't know I don't know what's really what really that conversation well, was you, like back then well yeah and when you think about it and this is no shade no hate or anything no. we're all human and when we get things wrong or interpret wrong like when you look at like different pastors or different speakers sometimes they will look at a scripture and they will interpret that scripture differently from another pastor like mm-hmm. it's just everyone is different and I think there's a lot of grace and forgiveness and compassion in that because we are not all knowing. We just aren't. God is. And God knows that we are not all knowing because he didn't create us to be all knowing. Yeah. And so, um, but yes, this is, now we're getting in a really complex conversation. Like it's tough. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying like you can't hear God or people can't hear God correctly. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I know people can, I I do believe in the Bible. I do believe what it says, but maybe the way some people interpret it Mm -hmm. sometimes, are you interpreting it because that pastor has taught you to interpret that way? And and so that's what we're saying or that your mom and dad told you to interpret it that way. That's what I'm saying. Like I could give you any sentence. I'm not even going to say scripture, any sentence. And if there were 300 Mm -hmm. people in this room, there would probably be 300 different ways that people interpret that. Exactly. Like, and it's just, it's all perception. Life is Mm -hmm. all about perception. However you perceive life to be like, I think Alexis and I have talked about this before, but like, let's say me, Alexis and Jen are having a conversation. Every single one of us could walk away from that conversation and it would be a different story of how that conversation went. And that has happened before. Uh, Yes, exactly. (laughs) But it's, it literally is all about perception. And so I feel like, I don't know, humanity is such a, it's such a crazy thing Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to wrap your head around. And so that's why, like, I feel like for us, we have redefined it and just been like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to, um, Mm -hmm. feel the emotions that you need to feel. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to have wounds. It's okay to do all these things. Mm -hmm. But what you have to do is just, I don't know, sit in your seat of self, like sit Mm -hmm. inside of yourself and, accept it and love yourself and love others and give compassion and all of those things. Like that's really what it is. And then if you want to go back to the Bible, you tell me that that's not the message that was preached throughout the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have something, this just popped in my head and it's so good. I have to say it. <laughs> okay, um, go. When we talk about the Bible and I know some people on here who listen to us <clears throat> You put on your judgmental headphones and sit in your judgmental seat, okay? But you're still listening. And I do want to say, and I know that some of y'all might have some comments and might be thinking in your head because I literally see you right now. Well, and y'all might be saying, well, okay, so killing people, is that wrong? Stealing, lying, cheating, all these things. Mm -hmm. And because it was in the Bible, we should not kill. We Mm -hmm. should not cheat. We should not you know, we should obey our mothers and fathers. We should, 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 thy, thy shall. And I do want to say, yes, I believe in those. I believe in those guidelines. Mm-hmm. I don't call them rules and I don't call them right or wrong. I call them God gave us these rules because we asked. Yeah. We asked, like, when Moses stood at the, you know, fiery bush, which was God, mm-hmm. and God wanted a relationship with his people, and Moses was like, well, we want rules. 
Like we want laws. Yeah. And so God, you know, okay, fine. If that's what my people want, fine. I'll give them, you know, laws. But at the end of the day, he wanted a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I do want to say about those quote unquote laws, I believe that they are guidelines. And if we were to do any of those things, it would, it wouldn't mean that we're bad. I think honestly, God didn't want us to be disconnected to our humanity. But, and when we do that, it leaves us disconnected to our humanity and disconnected to who he wanted us to be, who we were created to be. So when mm-hmm. we do those things, it leaves us disconnected. Now, when we do those things, because people have cheated, Obviously. lied, steal, kill, destroy, all those things, because this is a fallen world. Mm-hmm. I do believe still at the end of the day, God sees that person as his son, as his daughter, because he wants relationship with that person at the end of the day. Yeah. Because he loves them. Mm-hmm. But here's here's my thing, too, is, okay, I watch a lot of cops in First 48. Mm-hmm. I really do. And all of those people who make those life choices, here's typically what it is. One, they're in a really dark place. And a monster created a and monster. And a monster created a monster. Okay. They're in a really dark place. Two, they were brought up to believe, like, say they're in a gang or something like that. They were brought up to believe, like, this is what you have to do in order to survive, in order to live. A lot of people, like, let's say, like, in gang-related cities, like, they genuinely believe that they're not going to make it to 22, and so they got to do whatever they need to do right now to survive, and if that means that they are told to kill this person or they're told to steal from this person, that they feel like they have to do it. It's all about their narrative. it's survival mode. It's survival Mm -hmm. mode. It's a narrative in their head, and so, yes, the guidelines, I feel like, are fantastic because if all those things didn't happen, sure, this would be a huge step to making it a more peaceful world and Mm -hmm. a better place to live, but unfortunately, we do live in a fallen world, Mm -hmm. and there are people who have major wounds, who have abandonment issues, who don't have parents, who don't have anybody to guide them, who are just figuring out, figuring it out, who have been deeply hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives all of these negative behaviors mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, I feel like, yes, their actions, they chose something bad, but they themselves are not bad. I say that to my kids all the time. Mm-hmm. I said, now you are fantastic, but your choices suck. Mm-hmm. You make terrible choices and people make choices for different reasons mm-hmm. and everybody's different. So it's hard to pinpoint exactly why. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like I'm like, we're trying to get at is it's like, yes, no, all of those things are terrible. Okay. But behind that terrible choice and that terrible decision, decision, mm-hmm. can I say this? Decision, there we go, mm-hmm. is probably a person who's hurting or who's lost mm-hmm. or who doesn't understand or who doesn't get it or whose narrative is, you know, something way out of left field. Mm-hmm. Well, and to break it down even more, like, let's picture this for a second. That person who is making all those decisions, like very, very destructive decisions towards people, like good people. Um, Let's picture that person behind all that mess, okay? Mm -hmm. Behind all that evil wounds, like really just hurtful things. Mm -hmm. Let's picture that. Let's picture a little boy Mm -hmm. getting beaten. Or let's picture a little boy who was never held when he when he was crying or when he was scared mm-hmm. or when he needed love let's picture a little boy in a dark room who had nobody to lean on who felt so alone and is crying on his knees alone yeah what message does that send them that nobody will be there from him and they gotta do it on their own mm-hmm. or they gotta do whatever they can to not feel this powerless anymore mm-hmm. so it, it does result in these destructive decisions or let's picture a little girl you know, um, a woman now who's just all these things, okay? Destructive decisions as well. Let's picture behind all that, a little girl who's crying, being beaten by her dad or her mom, Mm -hmm. or being yelled at, telling her she's not beautiful. 
-hmm. She's not worthy. You're never going to amount to anything. You're not good enough. That person's not going to like you. You're not pretty. Mm -hmm. And then her going into her room or going and being alone, crying, feeling like nobody's ever going to love her. Nobody, she's never going to be good enough. So then that creates this abandonment that creates this wound of like, I'm going to do everything I can not to feel this way anymore, not to feel this unlovable. So I'm going to go out and get as much love as I can where I can find it. Yeah. That, I mean, that just brings me like just humanity as a whole, like that saying that hurt people hurt people. Well, guess what? Every single human has felt hurt before. And so I guarantee every single human has hurt other people before. And so unfortunately, because we are human and because this is the world we live in, like it's a, it's just something that's going to continue to happen. But like for me personally, I feel what's helped me is being connected to myself Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are in the movie. A lot of people are just gathering facts from whatever other people are saying. They're not actually connected to themselves, Mm -hmm. what they feel or what they think. Mm -hmm. And so then it's just, you're just going with the flow. Mm -hmm. Like you're just doing whatever you feel like is supposed to happen instead of like, I feel like, I don't know, questioning what you think and believe is fantastic. It is something that you definitely should do. Like, yes, it's scary because that's what you thought your whole life, but it's also liberating and freeing to be like, okay, I'm doing this because I've chosen to do this and because I genuinely believe it, not out of fear, not out of, you know, I really just fear, fear of society, fear of parents, fear of friends, fear of whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, there is a lot of freedom of being connected to yourself and then authentically living that who you are. Exactly. And I feel like that is a part of faith. That's a part of relationship, questioning, asking those questions, you know, diving deeper, asking what needs to be asked, you know, saying the hard things. And honestly, I think God loves it when we doubt or not loves it, but like, I think he's, he doesn't get scared when we doubt because he knows like, oh my God, in this doubt, you're going to learn something. And I cannot wait to tell you. Yeah. Like, I think he gets excited in the way of like, okay, they're getting connected to their doubt. They're being honest with themselves to where they're at and they're asking those questions. Now I can answer them. Yeah. I think that's where the excitement comes from. And that's why I feel like God is never scared when people doubt or ask questions or try to redefine things because he's like, this is going to build a relationship now. This is what I want, you know? And then also like we're saying a lot of, um, you know, a lot of like what might be like, oh, people hurt people. It's just a fallen world. It's just going to happen. Yeah. But guess what? There's hope. There's still hope in all this. Like, Absolutely. Like you could, in doing so, getting connected to your humanity, that is the hope. Exactly. When we become self-aware, when we become like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm doing. Or like, oh, I made this mess, but like, I'm okay. I can get back up. I can... Mm-hmm you know, move forward from this. I can become and um, evolve into something that I want to be like there's still hope. When you get connected to your humanity, when you become honest with yourself, when you get connected to your emotions, when you get connected to your relationships, friendships, Jesus, all these things, that's the hope and that's where change can come in. Exactly. That's where healing can come in and that's the hope about it. Like, yes, this world is... I mean, yes, it's crazy right now, and mm-hmm. it's only going to get crazier, but there's still hope because as long as we do our part mm-hmm. and get connected to ourselves, everything else will fall together. Yeah. It really will, but you have to get honest. Mm-hmm. You have to get honest with your doubts, your belief systems. We say this all the time, and we even say this all the time, like the good, the bad, the ugly, there's all that in this world. But God still sees it as good. Yeah. He still calls all of it good. Mm-hmm. He created the world in six days and he called it all good. Everything. And he still does to this day. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I just going to put this little two cents in here, right? Is, um... I'm not going to lie. When I was redefining everything, there definitely was doubt. Absolutely. A hundred percent. There was doubt. There was a belief that maybe everything is just bad. Maybe there is no hope. Um, but that quickly changed. Um, 
I, for me personally, I, yes, I doubted a bunch of things in life. I questioned a bunch of things in life, especially church related things. I've done, I've gone through that for like probably the past like two or three years and you've been right there listening to me. Um, but at the end of the day, I still have faith. I still believe in God. I still believe that he is good. I still believe that there's a heaven. Like I still believe those things. Now there's just some things that are in the church that maybe I don't agree with. And I think that that's still okay because I also know that that's also just people trying to figure it out with the tools and the knowledge that they have handy. And I get that a hundred percent. And I'm okay with that, right? Like, and there's nothing that I'm going to be like, oh, you guys are doing the bad, like something bad, like, because there's a lot of good things that happen, you know? And so for me, I feel like, yes, I went through all those things in the doubt, but like it strengthened my faith in the fact of uh, I was still like, no, but God's still there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so those are also normal things to think whenever you are questioning pretty much your whole life and what you've been taught to think about the world yeah. almost. There's not one person that's going to go through their whole life and not question anything. No. Like it's not. a normal thing and you to sh- question. And you should because think about it. I could <laughs> I could because if I'm an elder, if I'm older than you and I tell you that no, the sky is brown. And I tell you that all the time, then eventually, if you don't ever question it, you're like, okay, well, they told me that the sky's brown, so the sky's brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I completely lied to you, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have to decide that on your own. Like, yeah. is this truth or is it a lie? Yeah. And it's just, it's it's a weird, lots of gray area, and it's a big tangle. And I think it's okay that there's gray areas. Absolutely. It's okay. And I, I had to tell myself that, like, I had to really, like be okay with that mm-hmm. especially becoming an adult that like alexis there's gray areas yeah. it's not black and white it's not mm-hmm. it's okay that there's gray areas it's okay that you can't figure it out and that it doesn't make sense yeah it's okay mm-hmm. because it's gray and it and people just they do this because of other things exactly. not because of black and white i feel like that would be the advice that i'd give people is Instead of looking at people who do quote unquote bad things, right? Instead of people who are maybe not making the best decisions is what I'm going to say. Instead of looking at them and being like, oh my God, what a shit person or, ugh, Mm -hmm. you know, judging them basically. Instead of looking at them in those lens, maybe look at them in the sense of, wow, what's going on? Yeah. What's going on in your heart? Mm -hmm. What happened? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee there's been several times where I've done this in my life. I guarantee, you know, a, even a person who has put up the biggest front ever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But you could see it by their actions, what's really happening in their heart, right? As soon as you stop and think like, hey, are you, or ask, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Something seems off. It's different. I guarantee most of the times that person is broken down because there is something happening. Like their actions are a cry from the inside out. Yes. It's a little girl or a little boy crying out yeah, to like, be seen. As I say, like Alexis knows every time something's wrong with me because she can tell by my actions or my words. Yeah. Because and you hate it. Yes. Because it's my inside basically crying out like, yes, there's something wrong, but I don't know how to say it and I don't want to say it. Like, but you can tell by the way either that person carries himself or what they say or even the things that they're deciding to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what humanity is. It's just a bunch of people crying out because they don't know. They're not connected. They have no clue what to do. Exactly. And I think that's what we want to just give y'all. We want to create a space where you can redefine what was taught. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to ask yourself, listeners, I'm talking to you, I want you to ask yourself, do I feel like I have permission to redefine things in my life or to redefine some things that I have been taught my whole life, but now I'm not quite sure? Like, do I feel like I have permission? Do I feel like I have a space where I can do that? Yeah. And I just want to let you know and maybe be a voice to you of like, you can redefine humanity, redefine what a relationship with Jesus looks like or redefine what forgiveness, redefine what love looks like, redefine what healing looks like for you or redefine what that relationship or friendship or what you want your life to be like. 
Yeah, your relationship with yourself. Redefine that. Yeah, it, redefine yourself. Yeah. And so that's what it all comes back to is yourself. Mm-hmm. And I want to give you permission. You can do that. I feel like too, though, is is believe that you have the power to do that because yes. I feel like a lot of people feel like they don't have the power and that's basically what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot more power than you you think. Yes. You, you do have a lot more... Um, hold on your life than you think you are able to create the life that you want Mm -hmm. and it all depends on how you see things yeah how you see Mm -hmm. things or even like like what you choose to do Mm -hmm. like it's it all is dependent on your choices yeah and I do want to say like God did give us the authority and power to be capable and to make decisions I don't and Mm -hmm. to choose I don't mean he didn't give us the power to judge or all that stuff. I mean, he still gives us free will to do that because mm-hmm. we don't get struck by lightning every time. <laughs> but he, we do, we, he has created us to be very powerful humans. Yeah. Like, like when you go into science, the mind and body okay. and the heart, they're all connected and they're very powerful. If you do your research, they're so powerful. Like God created us to be very powerful. He yeah. wanted to partner with us in that. Yeah. We have no clue. <laughs> exactly. So I just want to, I just, I feel like I just need to speak over yep. the listeners, pray over them. Please put your hand on your heart um, <laughs> or in your tummy. We do this a lot. Um, this is what I like to do. Whatever feels like you feel the most connected to yourself. Um, if you are driving, please don't close your eyes, but you can't put your hand on your heart. But I do want to just speak over you right now and say you are powerful. You are capable. I believe in you. You have what it takes to make a different decision that you never thought you would make. You have permission to make messes, to make mistakes, to fail, to redefine what life means to you. You have permission to feel angry. If you were taught as a little girl or a little boy that anger was bad, that you can't control anger, you can. It's okay to be angry. If you were taught to hold your emotions in and to not cry because that wasn't what strength looked like, I give you permission that you can redefine what strength looks like to you. I give you permission that you can cry, that you can let it all out and still feel safe and loved in that moment. I give you permission to redefine what love and forgiveness means. I give you permission to redefine what Christianity or religion or redefine what God is to you and what how he's been trying to connect with you in. I give you permission to sit with yourself, to look at yourself, not as a bad person, not as an evil person or... um someone who can't get out of their mess, I give you permission to look at yourself, the little girl or the little boy who never felt loved or who never felt taken care of or who never felt like they were worthy or beautiful or seen. I give you permission to look at yourself right now and and say, you're beautiful. I am loved. I am seen. I am known. Even if I don't feel like it right now, I am and I will. I will feel that way. That this isn't going to be forever. This 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 space of the unknown or this space of um, I'm stuck. Like I'm stuck. I'm never going to move forward. Like you are. You are going to move forward. You are going to redefine things. This, this season of questioning these doubts, it's so needed. And it's going to evolve you. And you're going to be okay. You're powerful. You are capable. You have what it takes. And I give you permission to start doing things for yourself now. To believe in what you believe. To find what life and healing and love and um, what being connected looks like to you. Amen. Amen. Ooh, yes, girl. (laughs) I do want to say I I have homework. Please go watch The Shack on Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix right now. I I love that movie. It really taught me how I think it was like the beginning of what how I see God and life and yeah. what it looks like to be connected to humanity and then also um 
if you want to like support us in any way, please for this podcast to reach others. That's where really what our hearts are is to reach other people's hearts and mm-hmm. to make and to help them feel like they're not alone, that there is a safe space that they can feel connected. Please rate review subscribe is it subscribe it sure. is yeah. yeah okay whatever that yeah. is <laughs> rate like you can rate our podcast and you can please review it if you have nothing nice to say just move on <laughs> i mean have constructive criticism but like yeah. just rate review um and you can email us at the real meaning of humanity podcast.com that's where there's more stuff about me and krista on there and just about what we're all about so um krista do you have anything to say um, I feel like maybe another homework is yes, watch the shack, but also maybe start reading books. Cause I feel yeah. like that's what helped me, um, think outside the box, I guess. Um, so find a book, not, I'm not talking about like a fantasy book. I mean like a nonfiction book where it's like self-help that those kind of things do that. And I, I promise you, you will see a lot of growth within yourself. But yeah. Other than that. We love y'all. We love you. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.